When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Bolin. Ben, we've got a topic today that you uh, you came to me with last week and said, I would really like to learn, uh, not learn, but maybe teach our listeners about uh, about renting cars. And, uh, and I thought that was a fantastic idea because we've talked about, in general, you know, when you go to pick up a rental car, here's a couple things you want to do. But uh, we've never really said anything about about maybe tips or tricks for renting cars, getting the best deal, what you should do at pickup, at drop-off, um, kind of all the uh, all the stuff that goes along with a vacation. So, uh, so this I thought it was a good idea, and uh, and here we are. So let's let's get to it. Oh, uh, yeah. The um, you know why I got this idea, right? What's that? Well, I recently lost my job, one of my jobs. <laughs> really, you got another yeah. job? What's uh, well, what's, not anymore. Well, what's this one? It's a door-to-door car rental salesman. Oh, that's a terrible job. You know, a lot of people, it turns out, already have cars yeah, at their and, houses. And uh, and what reason would they need to rent a car when they're sitting on their couch, anyways? Well, I'm charismatic, so I did make a few, close a few sales, but <laughs> it's just stressful, man. So um, let's excise that part. Uh, we're not going to talk about door-to-door car rentals, except to say that you shouldn't mess with that business. If someone does try to rent you a car at your door, close the door. Fantastic advice, Ben. Yes, this podcast will be full of fantastic advice, Scott. So um, let's go with the very, very basic things. What do you need to rent a car? All right, fair enough, Ben. So what is it? What do we need? Well, uh, first things first, you do need a license. That is not an urban legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, there are age requirements, and if you're 16, you're probably not going to be able to rent a car yeah, anywhere. That's a good point because you know a lot of younger drivers that are you know just now driving and they've just got their license, even past you know learner, learner permit, they've got their their full fledged license. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are unable to travel and rent a car somewhere else or rent a car in their own city if they wanted to. Right. Uh, because I think a lot of them are restricted to is it 18 or 21 even maybe in some cases mm-hmm. uh, because really. You're signing a, a legal contract, and that's what it all comes down to. It's 
not so much that you have a license and you can drive and be on the street. It's that you're going to be signing a document that's legally binding, uh, that, that, you know, you're agreeing to all these terms and conditions. And, um, you know, a lot of states don't allow that until you're 18 or 21. Right. And additionally, even in your 20s, um, now, you know, you'll hear different things with people saying you can't rent a car until you're 23 or you're 25. But even at that point, when you rent a car in your 20s, it's just going to be more expensive. There's nothing you can do about it. Your hands are tied. Uh, your hands are tied by statistics, really, because you're going to be a less safe driver. I mean, nothing personal, but just just know that. But also, you'll need to... Uh, You'll need to make sure that you have your own valid insurance. The rental company will have an insurance agreement with you. Um, let's talk about some do's and don'ts. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, we can, we can toss back and forth. I'm just gonna, I got a little list here. I'll just run down some of them and stop me or add to this whenever you've got some. That's fine. I've got some stuff too. Okay. So, uh, one thing that a lot of people don't think about, avoid the airport rental places if you can. Avoid the airport rental. No kidding. I know. It's a huge thing, and it's a huge hassle to avoid them. They are super convenient, but you'll get a better price somewhere else. Yeah, I guess so. If you travel a few miles outside into uh, into the, the city proper and uh, and you find a location that's, you know, like just some kind of uh, off the main road, off, off Main Street type place instead yeah. of right there on the airport property, you're going to avoid a lot of uh, extra taxes and surcharges as well, right? For sure. And it all goes down to convenience. Uh, another thing which I know you and I say this often, it's kind of a mantra of ours, uh, you just have to have as much prior planning time as possible because you uh, you will benefit greatly if you are able to shop around to check, you know, Avis, Hertz, all of the big-name guys in advance, and then you can uh, also hunt discounts because there are so many discounts online. Uh, I'd like to recommend specifically a place called autoslash.com, they, in addition to not paying me to say this, have have a, a great um, a great strategy, and it's easy to navigate their website and find discounts. I wondered uh, where you got that autoslash.com shirt you're wearing today. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I can't. <clears throat> but uh, really, that's a good one. So that's uh, that's a place that you go and check it out because mm-hmm. uh, you can get some deep discounts there. Yeah, and look look online. You can also um, you can also prepay um, when you know when you're planning this. Say. If you almost treat it like a plane ticket and you say that I'm going to buy the, I, I need this car a month from now. Yeah, Ben, you know what? I've, uh, I've got a lot of experience renting cars. Yeah. Um, have done it many, many times. My wife does most of the work on this stuff. I can't take credit for a lot of it, but, <laughs> but we've rented cars often. So I know the pickups and the drop off procedures and all that and how we go about it. And, and booking the car is really one of the biggest key, key points that needs to be put out there is that do this way ahead of time. Anytime you got a chance to uh, do do extra research on it, you're able to find the best deals. You're able to shop around. You're able to price and compare. Um, one thing you need to do, though, when you're doing your research, is uh, after you do book a car, make sure you get a confirmation number uh, and hold on to that. Print the email or whatever they send you that you know has that confirmation number, the booking number, and that way you can take that with you to the desk. And that way, there's no confusion about where your reservation is or what you have because mm-hmm. you've got it all printed out right in front of you. It's a it's really uh, it's really it's a big big time saver to have that in your hand when you walk up to the counter. Yeah, and then also speaking of the uh, counter times here, um, this is something a lot of people don't know. I I at least haven't run into a lot of people who are aware of this. 
renting a car is a bit like buying a car in that negotiation is expected. You can do it. You're not going to be a jerk. You know, it's not like going into Target and trying to get a DVD for $8. Now, see, I never, ever have done this. I've never bargained for a rental car. Well, you can try. You can, I mean, it depends on, it depends on how much the money matters to you, really. I, I suppose so. And I think, I think I've heard some people at the counter doing a little bit of bickering back and forth about, you know, the size of vehicle that they're getting. And we'll talk about that yeah, too, about, you true. know, the vehicle choice that you have when you're sure. there. Uh, but, but I've heard people say like, well, Man, you don't have my car available. Why don't you give me this one at the same price and I'll take that? Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, no, well, we can't really do that because that's three steps up. We can usually do one or two steps up in size or class or whatever they call it. Right. Um, so there's a little bit of, of that back and forth, but I've never heard of, uh, bickering for the price, I guess. Um, I've, I know that, you know, online you can search for the prices and, and the, the little side note that I've got here about, um, uh, prices. Um, do you know that the rental car prices can change hourly even? They yes. change all the time. So so you've got to check back often and uh, and when you do check, you know, check back, make sure you note the time, note the note the uh, note the price and if you don't reserve it, you're you're out of luck of course at that point. But if you check back and think you're going to find a better deal, you know, in 24 hours, mm-hmm. by all means do so, but uh, it may go up or down depending on the uh, the supply and demand, I guess, for that day. If there's a convention in town, right. if there's something else going on in town, you know you're going to pay a, a hefty price for that car. Um, but if it happens to be a weekend, a slow weekend or a slow week, uh, you may get a pretty good deal on the same vehicle. So, And check back and forth between different brands. And there's a lot of, again, the research is, is really important. So there's a lot of this back and forth, uh, looking around. You can also find coupons. Yeah. Uh, when you do reservations, you know, 20% off. That's a, that's a lot when you're talking about, you know, four or five day rental or even longer. Um, and speaking of that, four or five day rentals, um, if you're going beyond five days, it's also recommended that sometimes you get a, a an extended weekly rate. And a weekly rate is cheaper than a day rate. So instead of paying for six individual days, you pay for a week rate. And, uh, and oftentimes that's a much better deal. A lot of people don't think about asking about uh, you know, these longer trips, you know, weekly rates versus day rates. That's a good point. And one thing with a length of reservation, it may behoove you to get a margin of error by making the reservation a little bit longer than you actually expect to stay because you don't know what might happen. I know I sound really cynical and pessimistic, but you never know. Murphy's law might kick in. Well, also, well, I don't know. Like maybe maybe like half a day longer or something. Not not a full day. I wouldn't think. I think a full day would be too expensive. I, I think so because you're but probably talking about you're, forty or fifty bucks or something right, like that or more. Right. But a half day gives you gives you a margin of error because, as you know, the pickup time, which we'll get to. Has some has some rules that can be kind of stringent. That's so, what I thought you were getting at. Yeah. yeah one thing with negotiation, though, going back, I'm. I'm talking, when I'm talking about negotiation, I am talking about the upgrades, downgrade things, mm-hmm. um, not so much a specific price, which brings us to amenities and uh, hidden fees, you know? So let's say you're going, to, you're going to rent a Mustang. Very nice. Great car. Sure. Great car. It's going to be up there in the class. It will be. In the hierarchy of the vehicles. And um, you realize that the price you were quoted, just quoted, when you ask them for a quote over the phone or something, is way lower than the price they're asking you to pay. And mm. you start saying, well, what what are what are all these fees? Why is that? Yeah. Why is that? Well, let's say that the Mustang they quoted you on uh, didn't have all the bells and whistles that the Mustang they're trying to rent you does. So the Mustang that you were going to pay 
X amount of dollars for is now Y amount of dollars because this one has, you know, it's a convertible, it's got um, OnStar GPS thing. See, this is where paying for the vehicle ahead of time with a credit card exactly. online is maybe the best deal so that you can get you, – you've got that deal locked in. You know exactly how much it's going to cost you, and all you have to do really then at that point is sign the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Adding fees, things like that, that's something that these uh, – these that a lot of rental cars are no, or rental car companies are notorious for, um, and it's it's – it's these hidden charges, these like airport surcharges that we mentioned, right. uh, because they're on the airport property. Um, additional driver fees. So if you know you want another driver, you, you want your uh, husband or wife to be able to drive as well as you, um, and then maybe like even a kid that's old enough to be able to drive. That's a fee. That's a fee also. Um, oh, sh- a fuel surcharge. Yeah, if yeah. You don't return it with the proper amount of fuel. Sure. That's a I fee. mean, insurance that you know they add on, which uh, we'll talk about. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um, just local taxes. You know. Federal, state, whatever. I'm sorry, local and state, rather. Just fee after fee after fee can be tacked right. onto this thing. And then by the time, you know, you get to the end and you're ready to sign, suddenly that car is, you know, double the price that it initially was when you when you made the reservation, if you don't pay for it ahead of time. So, again, right. lock it in ahead of time. That's the way to do it. Excellent. An additional thing that's uh, tremendously important, if you are a member of the military or uh, AAA or AARP, Numerous groups, perhaps even your employer, uh, may have an organizational discount of some sort, right? That's so a very good tip, yeah. That may impact your decision because they may have an agreement with just one company, mm-hmm. you know, with just Avis. Or yeah, whatever. and, you know, I'm going to mention a company as well because I think I read somewhere that uh, Travelocity, mm-hmm. if you if you lock in a rental agreement with Travelocity, um, they guarantee that the price of the rental car will, will be within 1% of the actual price or the quoted price, rather, for that rental. Cool. So uh, one within 1%, that's reasonable. I mean, you may see a couple little things added on here or there, but they guarantee that 1% um, is the most that it could go up. So so that's a pretty safe bet in that case. I mean, but not, we're not talking something that doubles it, you know, or mm-hmm. anything like that, because that, that does happen. And, you know, it could be as simple as what you mentioned before. You know, they add on, um, you know, GPS, or they, they, uh, they say we don't have that car available, but we have the this one and it's only seventeen dollars more per day, mm-hmm. um, but you know over the time of your vacation that adds up, and then there are additional fees on that. So um, all this all this adds up. Um, so you know just the research part we can't stress this enough. That's that's so so important. Right? Do you uh, are are you familiar with a rental car company already? Like Scott, you said you and your wife uh, often rent cars because you guys travel a lot. Uh, do you guys go to different companies, or do you have a, perhaps a loyalty program? No, absolutely. We go to different companies all the time, and it just really comes down to who's making the better deal at that mm-hmm. time. Um, you know, it's great to be a member of somewhere and to be able to have all the perks that come along with it, but right. oftentimes that, that that gets expensive as well. And I know that some people are just willing to pay that because they like to be able to step off the airport shuttle and walk over to a car and know that the keys are in the car and all they have to do Hot is in. just is just you know flash their uh, their membership card mm-hmm. when they drive out the lot. That's perfect, you know, good for them. But I would prefer to shop around and get a better deal if I'm, you know, going to make a trip for seven days or ten days or, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's three days. Um, I just want to be able to know that I'm getting the best deal. And I often, you know, Ben, just yeah. between us, between us guys Just here, between us and everyone on the Internet. Most of the time, all we do is just get, you know, we just rent the absolute minimum lowest economy car that you possibly can. Sure. Whatever they have. Because really, we don't need a whole lot of extra space. We're not carrying a lot of luggage or anything with us. Yeah, so like a neon will work. Yeah, most of the time. Now, let's say you're going to take a, we took a trip a couple of years ago around um, around the Southwest. 
Mm-hmm. Did a lot of driving, a huge, a huge amount of driving. Uh, just a great big circle. Several states. Uh, we knew that you know a compact economy car might not be the best bet for something like that because you're gonna be on the road a lot. Yeah. But we don't also need a huge luxury vehicle. Something in between. So we got like the mid-sized sedan, and that was perfectly comfortable. Uh, a lot of room for our luggage because it was like a seven-day trip. I think it was a ten-day trip maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It just seemed exactly perfect for us. I mean, if we if we were you know. Really, really wanted to be, uh, you know, pampering ourselves and live in the lap of luxury. We could have uh, gone with, you know, a great big SUV or something, or you know, something that had Get a, a long, maybe, yeah, something with the <laughs> yeah, an each one, something with a long wheelbase. You know, we could have gotten the Lincoln Town Car, or whatever. Yeah, you know, that uh, sure. it was very plush, but was it necessary? Not really. And you know, we'd rather spend our money somewhere else. You know, like maybe a better hotel room for the mm-hmm. night. Um, so, so you know, it kind of it's give and take. Whatever you feel that you need for that trip, and that's really, really important when you're talking about. Like maybe going, uh, you know, snow skiing or something. You yeah. may want to. You may need an SUV that has, you know, four wheel drive, so you can get up into the mountains. Or mm-hmm. you may need something that has the ability to go off road if you have to. Yeah. Um, ski racks, things like that. I mean, it's it's all. There's a lot of important things to think about. So it's important to know where you're going. Uh, one thing that we should mention, going back to our earlier Mustang comparison, and um, to the point you've already made. Uh, you can save money by letting go of a big brand name when it comes to a car. That's a good point. Some people are stuck on, I have to rent a Ford, I have to rent a Chevy, I have do to you rent a Chrysler. You know what I mean? Some people do. And, I, and yeah. I understand that if you're with that corporation. Let's say that you're you're traveling with the Ford Motor Company. Oh, yeah. You well, would, yeah. You would better rent a Ford Motor, car, Motor Company rental car when you get to wherever you're going, right? That makes sense. Totally understand that. But, you know, just average Joe traveler, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you drive in a Daihatsu or whatever they happen to have on the lot. You know, it, it just doesn't matter. But... Again, some people are very particular about what they drive, and you know, just it's 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 a mental thing that you have to get over, I guess. And now, uh, speaking of mental things, what we're going to do in a minute is go to the hypothetical buying of the car, the rental car, the inspection, if you will. And let's assume we did, and we will talk about that right after a brief break for our sponsor. <laughs> Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're back. And as promised, we're going to uh, now talk about the actual rental itself, right? Mm-hmm. When you rent the car, when you're there, you've got everything, you've got all your ducks in a row. You've done your research. Yep, you've got your paperwork in hand, your email with a confirmation number. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they say, you know, sign all the paperwork. Here are your keys, sir. Head out to the lot. It's the uh, it's the third car on the left. Yep. And, uh, and then what do you do then? Well, the first thing you should always do is inspect it, preferably with someone from the car company. Ah, you know what? I'm going to tell you that that is nearly impossible. Yeah, they won't be there. No, they won't be there. It's usually a desolate lot that you're going to. Right. There's nobody there except at the at the checkout area, you exactly. know, like the, uh, the gate that lets you out where they check your paperwork. Um, so you're oftentimes left to do this on your own. But, but Clark Howard, for instance, would would want a rep there just well, in case. But if you can't have a rep, there is another thing. This is not hopeless. You know, I'm going to mention Clark Howard later, so I'm glad you mentioned yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, he's like the hero of this stuff. Exactly. So. Uh, so you need to have a camera with you. Really? Well, I think it's a good idea because if you're going around the car, mm-hmm. you do a walk around before you get in, and you should inspect it. Check the tires. Don't assume that anything that is already messed up is going to be uh, is going to be considered their responsibility. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be previously marked on that on right. that slip or anything. Just, so just... have your phone out if you have a smartphone and just take a photo if you see a dent, if you see some paint chips. That's a great idea because almost everybody has a phone now that can take a, a photo, of course, and mm-hmm. it seems like a simple thing to do. And, you know, I, I drive my wife crazy with this stuff when I get there because I, I will take five minutes and inspect the car and she's ready to go. Oh, yeah. You know, ready, ready to get in the car and go to wherever Standing we're going. Standing by the luggage. She's already on vacation at that point, you know, and, and <laughs> right. I'm, and me, you know, I've loaded the stuff in the car and I'm, I'm taking the walk around the car and it takes me a couple minutes because I just don't want to, I don't want these additional charges to show up on my card later for something that I didn't, didn't do. And I'm, right. I'm looking inside and outside, you know, make sure that there's no, uh, you know, chips in the glass, making sure that, you know, all the hubcaps are there, simple things like that, you know, the big things first. And then maybe take a look at it kind of in, you know, squint with one eye and look down the side of the car and see if there's a big dent in the door or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Make sure that the gas cap is there. Um, all kinds of things. We we had a, a rental car not long ago that it was just a piece of junk when we picked it up. I don't remember where it was, but it was a big name company. Uh, but it looked like it had really been just Rode really hard and put away wet. Absolutely. Yeah, it was just really in bad shape. And, um, you know, I, I marked so many things on that. Uh, you know, there's a little diagram of the car. Right. I marked so many spots on that thing. And I felt at that point, you know, it wasn't just like there's a little scratch in the front, on the rear bumper where people load in the luggage or something like that. Yeah. I felt that I needed to talk some, to somebody. So I went back in 
And they didn't have another car available for us to take. It was that bad. There were all kinds of things wrong with it. Oh, no. Um, short trip. But, uh, so I wasn't really too, too worried about it. But, um, I checked off all these things and I said, look, here's this. And they came out with me and they looked at all the stuff and said, okay, we've, we've noted it. So that's fine. We'll sign your, uh, and they, they initialed my, uh, my little sheet and then we were on our way. Note the damage. That's going to be our takeaway from this. Now, one thing that's weird that other people might not think about is that you should contact your insurance company. Just say, what, what's the policy on rental cars? If I rent a car and something happens, is there coverage for me? Is there yeah. liability? I say this goes ahead at the research area. You know, yeah, we're talking yeah. about research because then you, you're, you know ahead of time if you need to sign that little uh, waiver that says that I agree to the, uh, you know, $15 a day extra that it costs to insure this car for collision when really your, your, uh, your basic personal insurance already covers you for collision or possibly even been. Uh, some some credit cards, some of the the bigger name credit cards will also have a rental car provision uh, that that allows for collision coverage. Nothing else, no uh, no other additional coverages, but just collision coverage, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's that's good enough in most cases. But you will be charged if you do crash a rental car, if you do uh, put it out of service in some way. Yeah, uh, they will charge you for the days that the vehicle is not on the road, and that's a lot of uh, that's one thing that a lot of people don't really realize mm-hmm. is that let's say you bring a car back and it's got a, a you know, jeez, I, I don't know, bent frame or whatever it happens Ooh, to okay. have, a yeah. big one, yeah. something big like that, All right? And uh, something that you know it makes it renders it undrivable, and it's your fault. Well, you're going to be charged for the days that that vehicle's in the shop because they're not able to rent that out. So they're going to they're going to give you the the maximum rate for that vehicle. Wow! All the days that it's in the shop, and that can really add up. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's so uncool. But I understand it. It's just <laughs> yeah, an it's, uncool situation. I guess in. so. I, I picture it as if I rented my car to somebody. You know, and they brought it back to me. They'd be responsible for that that price. I guess. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of I kind of get that one back. You know. I understand that. So we've got our inspection in our hypothetical car. We've got the price we wanted for the time we wanted. The luggage is piled in. We've done our diagram inspection. Uh, well, let's see what's next. Are we ready to just hop in and drive this uh, brand new car? That- almost. Almost. Oh, but where's your sense of adventure, buddy? <laughs> I have a sense of adventure, but uh, but you do need to figure out where all the controls are. And every car is different, so you got to mm-hmm. kind of figure things out. Make sure your mirrors are adjusted. Make sure your seats are adjusted. Yeah. I know it sounds kind of silly, but when you get a into a car, don't do it. yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you ever hopped into a car and then you, you're uh, you drive it and then like as night falls, like where that where's the switch for the headlights? Yes. You know, how does that work? Where and where or the you drive- rain picks up and you're looking around at the stick and you're going, what, which one of these? Exactly, because there's several stalks that come off yeah. of the thing and you're like, what the steering column and you're like, which one of these? And and you hit it. and, Of course, the brights come on and yeah. you know all kinds of things happen. The rear wiper goes. The um, the, the it shoots the oil slick exactly. and the, the ejection seat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you know, I've I've also picked up rental cars at night. And uh, and that's really frustrating because you're in a dark lot sometimes. You can't figure out where anything is, you know. And once you do find the lights, that makes things a lot easier. But you know, trying to figure out the, where the controls are for the mirrors and you know all of that stuff, it's just it's it's just difficult. So so just take a second to to just do that. And I know it'll drive your passenger crazy, but as the driver, you really have to do something like that because you know when you're a block or two blocks away from the airport, you're going to realize all the stuff that's just not exactly right for you when you're driving. My uh, my girlfriend had a job for a while where she would travel extensively, and she would go. She would fly out from the airport here in Atlanta, which is Hartsfield, and then she would 
land in another airport, usually somewhere in the southeast, and pick up a rental car and have to drive to these fairly remote locations to take pictures of furniture. It's a weird story. But what's interesting about what you say there is that she often would have to end up dropping off or picking up the car in the dead of night because of the uh, schedule for the driving, you know. And um, she was able she was able to deal with it, but one of the things that she did very early on was she said, you know, I don't I want to sit down and figure out all of these controls before I leave the parking lot. Mm-hmm. It really pays off. I guess if you're in desolate areas in the southwest as well, right. there's no lights out there. I mean, you're going to be really stuck if you're driving and suddenly it's, you know, night falls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because it happens fairly quick. And, uh, you know, if you're kind of on the edge, you pick it up in the evening, you know, late in the evening, and you don't really familiarize yourself with everything, you know, like where the radio controls yeah. are, any of that stuff. Um, that That's something that really pays off in the long run. And, and, you know, soon enough, you'll become accustomed to where everything is. It's pretty easy to get around. But um sounds like it's a simple thing that, you know, a lot of people just, uh, they just forget it. Okay. So, boom. We have rented, successfully rented our car. We picked it up. We paid a little extra because we're both driving. And we go on a great road trip. Where where are we going, Scott? Uh, let's say, how about uh, Carhenge? Oh, that that is the correct answer. That is where we are going. <laughs> Cadillacs buried up, you know, nose into the mm-hmm. ground. Perfect. That sounds like the place to go. So that's where we're headed. Uh, we're going to take a brief break for our sponsor, and then we'll be back to drop off our rental car. <laughs> Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're back, and uh, I guess we're at the point where we're dropping off our car after our trip to, uh, well, I guess it'd be down Route 66 somewhere, right? Yeah, yep, and what a time we had. <laughs> and, uh, I only wish we were there right now. That would be so cool. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, we had, we do have to turn in this car. So what do we need to know when we are turning in a car? One of the first things I'll harp on is fuel. So here's the deal with the fuel situation, Scott. You know how it is whenever you even borrow a car from a friend of yours. It's common courtesy. I think there should be a law that when you return somebody's car after borrowing it, you fill up the tank. Fill it up or at least bring it back to where it was. That's what I mean. Bring it back to where it was. Mm -hmm. Now, with the price of gas, it is unreasonable to borrow someone's car to go down the street and then lose 60 bucks on their tank. But bringing it back to where it was is required in rental agreements. And that's really all they're asking you because it's full when you pick it up. They want you to bring it back full. And you can do... um, you can do a couple of things, one of which I would advise against. Uh, you can fill it up yourself, which I think is great, and I think that's what you should always do if possible. And then there are, uh, like, gas fueling up packages that you can buy. Ah, that's the one you advise against, right? You, that's the one I don't want people to do. Gotcha. I, I totally agree with that. I've never purchased the prepaid fuel option on these things, you know, mm-hmm. where they fill it up after you bring it back. So you can bring it back bone dry. And let them fill it up. And, and that's supposedly the deal. And they tell you what they charge you per gallon. And it's usually more than what it is outside of the airport, but it's right. less than what it is inside the airport because the, uh, the, the fuel stations right near the airport, next to the airport, are really, they're, they're preying upon people that are bringing back rental cars. They've mm-hmm. got prices that are marked way, way up. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what they're counting on you buying. And they say, you know, that we're going to quote you this price. It's normally, uh, 385 a gallon, uh, just down the road here, but we'll, uh, we'll give it to you for 375 if you bring it back, you know, empty. Right. And the actual price of gas in that area outside of this weird shell game would probably be, you know, 349. Yeah, exactly. So it's a little cheaper and, uh, and it makes sense, I guess, to do it. But is it worth the convenience, I guess, of having to stop somewhere and get it? That's the question. Yeah, you know, to me it is. It's fine. You know, when you leave the, leave your hotel or whatever, if it's near the airport, just somewhere five to ten miles outside the airport, maybe. Mm-hmm. You top off the tank, and then by the time you get there, it's still full, of course. You know, you don't have to fill it up right down the street. Uh, you can fill it five or ten miles away and still make it to the airport with a full tank, and that's all you really need. What's the uh, – this is my question for you. Okay. Uh, what's the Clark Howard stuff you wanted to mention? Oh, yeah. We've got, um, you know, Clark Howard. He's a uh, – what, what would you call him, I guess? He's like a – He's an Atlanta-based financial advisor. Yeah, like a consumer expert maybe? Yeah, he's like a – he's kind of like a, a one-man consumer reports. I guess so, yeah. He's like How a – How to save money and avoid being ripped off. Any way and every way to save money. And uh, he's got this site called ClarkHoward.com. Mm-hmm. And I think he's he's nationwide. I think he's, uh, he's syndicated. I think a Yeah, lot he people, is. He is. A lot of people can hear him everywhere. And and I don't know about outside of the United States, but uh, but if you I mean if you go to ClarkHoward.com, there's a ton of of travel tips, mm-hmm. rental car tips, hotel tips. Yep, I mean, everything. find everything: consumer electronics, anything, saving for your kids' college funds, everything, anything yeah. and everything to do with money. So you know, this is the place I went to when I was looking for car rental stuff. And uh, he's got one, two, maybe six or seven tips here that I can just read off real yeah. quick and see how they match up with what we've talked about. Um, you know, I. 
I think I've got a couple more things maybe that I want to uh, to mention on the drop off. Um, yeah. You know, before we go here. Yeah. But um, Clark's tips here, and this goes right back to the beginning. To get the best deal, well, you know, book the book the car when you book your flight at the same time, and then always continue to recheck for a cheaper rate. We talked about that, right? So we're yep. on the same page with that one. Um, don't accept the insurance options the uh, the company wants to wants to give you or wants you to buy. Um, check with your own insurance. We talked about that. You know, they, there may be a premium credit card that offers the same travel insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, rental car insurance. Um, let's see. Check the check the car carefully before you leave the lot. That's one that we've already talked about. Yeah. Uh, so have an official of the company <laughs> noted on the rental contract before you leave. Now, that's a good idea. And, you know, I do that when you get to the gate and when you get to the place where there's, uh, you know, severe tire damage if you back up. Right. At yes. that point. Yeah. Um, when you're right there, there's usually a guard that will check your uh, check your information. At that time, have them initial the uh, the damage report that you filled out. And oftentimes they'll even take a look at what you've actually marked on the thing to make sure that it's accurate. Oh, that's um, cool. You know, missing a hubcap, whatever it happens to be. Sure. Uh, oh, here's a good one, Ben, that we didn't talk about. During peak season, make sure you can find an affordable car before you buy a non-refundable airline ticket. So, mm, that's um, smart. Yeah, it's very smart. So, you know, the peak travel seasons, peak times, you know, that sure. you, you Thanksgiving. Know, exactly. December. When, uh, you know, the kids are out of school. Yeah. Everybody's going to Disney World. Oh, summer. There's going to be major markups on cars down in Orlando. You can bet that. So, you know, make sure that you can find an affordable car before you, you get this ticket that you can't really change because you may be able to, able to fly to an airport that's just outside of town and get a cheaper rental car there. And, and it's the same exact trip. You're just paying a little less in both mm-hmm. cases. So that's fantastic advice. Um, here's one that we mentioned. Rent the smallest car available at the cheapest rate. That's, uh, that's something I always do, usually. Yeah. Um, also, he says about half the time, the rental company won't have the actual small car you ordered because, you know, when you get there, they've got a, a minimal stock. They don't like to keep a lot of cars sitting around. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be that, you know, they don't have the uh, the subcompact that you rented, but they do have a midsize, and they're going to give you that one for the same price. And that happens often. It happens a lot to me as well. Yeah, so, and, um, and one of the reasons that happens often is because a lot of people – for one reason or another, even if they would usually plan in advance, a lot of people do end up just um, SOL, sorely out of luck, uh, at the airport gate in need of a car. And so they have to go up there without any prior planning and research. And they say, give me the smallest, cheapest option you have. And then, boom, they've got your car. Yeah, I guess so. That may work for some people, right? You know, it's... It's rolling the dice, man. I think it really is. I would never take. I'd never take the uh, the the chance of going to an airport rental car um, desk and saying, "What have you got for me?" But that's that only would happen, I think, if somebody was having really crazy extenuating circumstances. Yeah, you're on a last minute flight. Maybe there's a a family emergency of some sort. Sure. That that's how that stuff happens. No one no one is going to get rich. At all? No, no. With I that can, strategy, I, I could see that happening. Yeah. But if you if you have advanced knowledge of your trip and you know the exact days you're going to be gone and the airport you're flying into and et cetera, et cetera, you should be able to do enough research ahead of time to be able to get the best deal. There's and really I, no excuse. Yeah, there's no there's no excuse. Some people swear by that that uh, that that method though that you say and say I always get the best deal by doing this. But there's going to be times when that's not the case, and they're not going to have anything except you know the uh, the giant SUV ab- available, right. and that's that's eighty five dollars a day compared to the uh, you know twenty five dollar a day cost for the. Uh, 
I don't know, the, the subcompact. We only have Lincoln Navigators, sir. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and the last two are, are something that we've already mentioned, I guess. Okay. Um, you know, always take the car out with a full tank of gasoline and return it with a full tank. So he's, he makes the extra point to mention, make sure it has a full tank when you leave the lot. Um, I guess that's something on the inspection that we forgot to mention is mm-hmm. just make sure that everything is, is running okay. Okay. You know, it's not running hot or, you know, it's got, it's got, um, you know, full tank of gas, that type of thing. Washer fluids there, whatever. All right, next thing is, um, and the last thing really, we've already mentioned this, if you're running a car for five days or more, uh, weekly rental, rental will provide a large discount. And that's, uh, that's the absolute truth. I've had this a couple times where, you know, you rent on a, a weekly rate versus a day rate and you end right. up with a much better deal. Yeah. And let's see, you said there were a couple more things about picking or dropping off the car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, you get, these are simple things that really, really you need to, to remember. Um, the contract, we talked about this early on, and we just wanted to make sure we got to this point. Um, the, the contract has an exact day and time that you need to bring the car back. It's usually a very small window of time, and it's usually typically based on your flight time. Yeah. And they kind of understand, like, okay, you can bring that back by 3 o'clock because your flight's at 5. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll usually set that up for you. And they kind of look at you when they say it. They say, so you can have the car back by 3 o'clock that day. And they look at you. And if you say, <laughs> yes, that's fine, that's, that's it's an like eye contact thing. moment. It really is. And you can say, you can kind of adjust that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's usually, you know, on a, a 24-hour block. So let's say it's noon at this on this day, and, you know, they want you to bring it back at noon on Tuesday or whatever day it happens yeah. to be coming back. But uh, I think you're able to adjust that a little bit. And uh, if you make that window slightly bigger, that gives you a little more leeway. So, you know, you can actually be charged a fee if you if you drop it off early, which I didn't know. Yep. This is insane. That gets a lot of people. That's one of those fees that, you know, is a hidden fee that you'll never find out about ahead of time. But if you, you drop it off early... Which seems like the good thing to do, the best thing to do. Right. They charge you a fee because they have to find a place to put that car on the lot. They're not expecting it at that time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's an additional fee. Uh, if you drop it off late, that's also a fee. Of course, because, you know, they're expecting that car and that's where the situation comes in that, you know, they don't have the car available for the next person because they have to, uh, they have to wash it. They have to make sure that the, the fuel's right. topped off. They do their own inspection. Clean it up, do some maintenance. Exactly. They do their own inspection. So, um, just make sure, you know, if you're going to be in traffic and you're running a little bit late, Call the rental car agency and say, you know, I'm going to be a half hour late. I just want to let you know. And you're calling them within the window to, you know, not after you're already late. Don't call them. Wait, you know, do it ahead of time. Right. Be proactive right. about it. And maybe you won't incur one of these fees. Um, the other thing is your personal belongings. Just check everywhere. Make sure, even if you didn't even put anything in the glove box, check in the glove box to make mm-hmm. sure there's nothing there. You mm-hmm. know, your wife or kid didn't stuff something in there. You know, sunglasses, phones, whatever, because sure. you're never going to get that stuff back. I mean, it's rare when that stuff is turned in. Um, you know, it's usually just thrown into a big pile off to the side, and you're already on a plane out of the state at that point or out of the country. Right. And, uh, you know, good luck getting your sunglasses back at that point. Yeah, th- that reminds me, um, this is totally... A, a tangent here, Scott. Okay. But there is a huge warehouse uh, somewhere in, I want to say it's in Texas, I'm not 100% on this, where all of the stuff that couldn't make it onto flights, like do the TSA or something, or lost luggage, has been eventually shipped to. Have you heard about this I, place? I've heard about it. Yes, I have. Yeah. And there's a there's a small version of that right here in Tucker, Georgia. There was. And uh, in the, it's loaded with things like pen knives and uh and and scissors and tweezers and all kinds of stuff that you know the the TSA felt they needed to take off of somebody's person yeah. and uh you know that it was unsafe for the flight but this place in where would you say Dallas uh I, somewhere in Texas somewhere in Texas okay 
it, it's so it's a warehouse size. I'm talking about like more like a flea market size type thing okay. that happens, and I think it's kind of irregular when it shows up. But um, I've, I'm kind of interested in this now because that, that type of stuff fascinates me. I wonder what people. I, I love looking at the uh, the display that shows oh, yeah. what they've removed from people's uh, luggage or, or persons, uh-huh. and uh, and there's some amazing stuff. I mean, people bring these just amazingly big fire fireworks display packages and things like mm. that it's like what, what made you think you're going to get on a plane with with this <laughs> this is such a it's a, such a thousand dollars worth of fireworks you know? yeah it's such a side note but i do have to wonder if stuff left in rental cars ends up migrating to places like that or if people uh maybe not employees but if something's been there for years does somebody just say okay I'm taking these aviator glasses. Maybe. Maybe it happens like that. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know where it ends up. It's kind of a, a black hole of, of personal mm-hmm. belongings there. Maybe someone who works at a rental car company can tell us what happens to that stuff. Um, I, I have just a couple things. Okay. School, as we're wrapping up here. Uh, first, I do want to, I do want to point out that the people who work at rental car companies are not trying to screw anyone over. And as long as you know, what you're getting into, know what you're agreeing to, which you should anytime you sign a contract, mm-hmm. then uh, you are going to get through there with the service that you paid for. I have just a small word that I want to mention about that in a second, too. But uh, the, the last thing, I guess, in the, the uh, I don't mean to, to yeah, cut you off, yeah. Ben, but the, the last thing on the drop-off that I wanted to mention. Oh, I've been that, interrupting the drop-off. Oh, that, that's okay. No problem. We got off on that uh, side note with oh, uh, yeah, fireworks yeah, yeah. and, I don't know, a lighter shaped like a hand grenade or whatever. <laughs> that stuff in those cases is just amazing. All right, so um, the last thing that I want to say about the drop-off is that have an attendant check the car with you when you're done. I mean, they'll usually do a, a fast walk around. Right. And uh, and they're not going to catch every little tiny dent and scratch in the thing or every little, uh, you know, rock mark on the front bumper. But, um, you know, a lot of stuff is just consu- considered, uh, you know, normal use, daily use, whatever it Wear is. Wear Yeah, scuffs on the bumper, you know, when you're loading the luggage, things like that. That happens. They understand that. Um, in fact, a lot of things that I've marked on, you know, when I'm picking up the car, I think, like, that's a pretty big scratch. And I'm like, ah, that's just normal wear and tear. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I think, man, that's pretty big for normal wear and tear. I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't like that normal wear and tear on my personal vehicle. But, you know, a lot of times they'll have a little machine in their hand. They'll print you a receipt right there while you're standing with them. That's kind of the final, um, you know, I've, I've, you know, check this out. Everything's fine. This is your final cost, and make sure you get that and hang on to that receipt. That's a that's a, a big deal. Um, oh yeah, because t- they still have your card number, and there could be fees added to your card later. Exactly. So if this guy, you know, this guy or girl who's walked around the car and said everything checks out fine, here's your final receipt. Hang on to that final receipt so nothing's added later. You know, they won't mm-hmm. say that you know it's missing two hubcaps and we're going to charge you uh, 160 bucks for those two hubcaps and uh, stuff like that does happen. So make sure that you're uh, you, you hang on to that receipt. That's really important. Um, and and that's not anything hard to get. There's usually someone right there for you. Don't just don't you know right. pull into the place, jump out of the car and run to the shuttle and then you're gone and that's it because you never know what's going to happen after that point. Yep. Again, prior planning. Uh, yeah. There's a. There's a, a wealth of statements about it. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, the last thing that I wanted to add before we close out here, unless mm-hmm. you got something. Well, I guess you I got, you got a thing. Well, you know, we mentioned just the signing and know what you're signing, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then I'll let you get to that. But um, and again, on, on ClarkHoward.com, yes. um, he mentions that a lot of times now at these rental desks, you're signing um, a tablet. You're signing something electronically. Right. And the, the the downside of this whole thing is that you're only seeing a little tiny portion of that whole contract when you're signing that tablet. 
Right. And the problem is, you know, if you didn't scroll up or scroll down to see what you're signing, there may be little clauses and additional taxes and fees and things like that added in. So that's where, you know, it, just make sure that you're reading all the stuff. And again, it takes an extra 45 seconds to just skim the stuff and make sure there's no added surcharges that you're not, uh, not familiar with, you know, on your, you know, based on your earlier mm-hmm. agreement with them, you mm-hmm. know, if you're, your earlier reading of the document, hopefully you did that. Uh, but, but these little electronic tablets that you're signing, oftentimes that can be trouble. So just take a look, you know, just take 45 seconds to a minute or two minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it takes. Don't worry about the people behind you, uh, cause <laughs> it, it could end up costing you quite a bit of money. So that was his advice, um, about these things is just make sure you know the, the total cost. And hopefully these do's and don'ts will let you avoid future horror story car rentals. You know, uh, the, what we've done is just talked about some of the basics here. Um, the things you need to have on your end, the best way to get a good price, and the stuff you need to know about dropping off your car, especially things like dropping it off early. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. I know it's a, it's just little tips and tricks and things that you learn along the way that you know you can you can pass on to somebody else, and hopefully they'll they'll you know understand that it'll sink in and they'll remember and then maybe they can pass that on to somebody else and it can save you hundreds of dollars exactly it can it can literally be you know the difference between you know maybe the the type of hotel that you're able to stay in you know nice. because your your budget goes up for the hotel part of the the trip versus you know the the rental car part of the trip which can be equally expensive sometimes with this in mind i would like to uh, i'd like to put out a call to you listeners if you have experience um, especially if you have horrible experience with uh, a rental of some sort, uh, don't don't tell us the name. We're not here to denigrate people, you know. But uh, we would love to hear about it, and we would love to have uh, have a chance to give any tips or tricks that you have learned to the rest of our listeners. So you can write to us and tell us about that on Facebook. You can drop us a tweet on Twitter. You can even send us an email with all the details. Our address is carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. 
Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.